Hello, folks, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast, where we and by we, I mean myself, Gabriel, and my friends, Mr. Kevin over here. Hello. And Mr. Chris. Hello. We're going to take you on a magical journey into the mind, or more likely waste something like an hour and a half of your time on a name drivel that makes NPR seem salacious and scintillating by comparison. Last week, we discussed Heroes of the Storm and how to get that sweet, sweet MOBA hit we've all been josing for. This week, we'll be talking about Diablo 3. For some reason, the show won't be just get carried grind rifts. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the show because Kevin is already upset that the intro took this long. Boys, how are we doing this week? Good. I'm awesome. That is fantastic to hear. Mr. Chris, how has your week been so far? It's been a weird one. Um, so, we. Uh, so, funny story. I've had to swap to uh, BM Hunter on, uh, on my European account. To be clear, does that mean bowel okay. movement? God damn it, I hate you so fucking much. Do we really have to start this? Do we really really have to say fucking BM Hunter all the time? It sounds so stupid. Did did we have to start this this early into the show? Yes. Folks, this is the entertaining part of the show. The rest of this is just going to go downhill from here. Uh, so he is playing. You're playing a Beastmaster Hunter now. So how is that? Why are you a goddamn Beastmaster Hunter? So one of my guildies, one of my officers, actually, um, he. So BM hunters have eleven legendaries they can get, and one mm-hmm. out of those eleven are com- is completely useless. Isn't that like the the, the fain fain death healing one. helm or something? Yeah, the helm that's fain, you feign death and it heals you. It's completely, completely useless. He got that legendary, raged uh, so hard, he deleted his hunter, <clears throat> and now refuses to play it. Um, was it one that he had started, or was it one that like he had been playing for years? No, it's it's like a it's like a start hunter as far as I know. But I think he, it, like he can re-roll it. He can he can restore it whenever he wants. Really, he just doesn't want to. He never wants to play it again. Um, um, I think that's somebody who might need to just take a step back and remember it's all a game. Oh, you need to you need to realize that this person I've rated with him since Pandaria. He's mm-hmm. never been good on loot. RNG Jesus has never been on his side. Uh, he was the last one in Siege of Orgrimmar to get his tier set, and he didn't get it till like the very end of the expansion. Uh, and, he's, and he was raiding from the very start of Siege, and he and he broke a monitor during Hellfire Citadel. Okay, of- this is somebody who obviously <laughs> what, needs what to just maybe no, I'm not, not going to name him. I'm not going to name him. Maybe this is somebody who just possibly needs to kind of maybe go on something to in, possibly even his moods. In Hellfire Citadel, a trinket dropped for someone who had be, it was his first time in the raid, and it was a best in slot for this person, and it, war, it warforged all the way up to the highest it could be. Mm-hmm. And... Then he quit the next day. He punched his He punched his mouse, and his mouse bounced so hard that it smashed his monitor, and then after all we heard was the rage, and then, guys, I gotta go. And he just logged off. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be playing WoW. <laughs> just I feel like if he didn't have WoW, though, he would have killed several people. Probably. <laughs> That's more a realistic likely, possibility, judging likely. by what we've heard so far. Um, but no, he after he deleted his hunter, I said to him, right, tanks aren't very legendary required. There aren't any, like, okay, so they're all situational, they're all good, but they're not overpowered. Take my tank spot. Druids. That's why I said, don't be a guardian druid. Take my tank spot. He ended up going guardian druid. <laughs> um, and I've swapped to BM Hunter to to do this, okay? My first legendary was the Kill Jaden trinket. He ain't happy with me. I mean, the Kill Jaden trinket is nice. It's better than what he got, so he ain't happy with me. <laughs> I, Chris, oh, well, you can't why didn't see, you, but I'm making the jerk off motion. Right Chris, now. why didn't you just kick him out of the guild? I think that would have been a better idea. I think he said it's the guild leader. No, I'm the guild leader, but it's, oh, it's he's he's a good guy. He just rages in regards to his characters. No one, he doesn't rage at anyone. He just gets really pissed off with himself. Hmm. I, I, I think maybe I've never he, seen think, him. I've never, and the entire time I've known him, he's never raged at another person. I he just gets really pissed maybe, with himself. Chris, I think maybe you and your guild are enabling his self-destructive behavior, mm-hmm. and maybe possibly it might be best for him. Yeah, at no. least have him take a vacation into a rubber room. 
just section him. Get him sectioned if he's in Europe. He's a lovely person. And he's, if he's, he's in America, he's a, he's a lovely person. He's a sweet. Yep. He's awesome. All right. What else have you been up to since we've just spent like five minutes talking about this? Uh, Diva. Lots and lots of Diva. I got her to... I, I had to grind out because I spent money on shit and I shouldn't have, but I did. I You're talking about shit, Diva so and Heroes of the Storm, right? Yeah. Okay. I I spent gold on stuff that I probably didn't need to, so I, I had to grind out a little bit more gold to uh, get Diva. But I got Diva. She's four. I'm loving her. She's a lot of fun. I want to play more Diva. And cool. just prepping more for uh, Stormblood for Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm glad your interests are varied and you're not just playing WoW and Heroes. No, but I've I've been loving WoW again now that I've, I've swapped to my Hunter and it's like back because I haven't raided on my Hunter since Wrath of Lich King. That was the last mm-hmm. time I my Hunter was my main. So it's like being back in Wrath and Burning Crusade again. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Except, you know, brain dead. Except slightly more brain dead. Yes. I mean, it's really hard to be more brain dead than a hunter was back at that point. But I mean, you've somehow done it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's it for you this week. Yep. Mr. Kevin, what's it been like, buddy? Uh, I didn't get to play too much this week. I've been playing actually a lot of Heroes of the Storm, waking up early, playing with the Aussies, getting a few games in before work here and there. Um, shout outs to Mr. Midget, Malimba, Lord Shaper and um a bunch of those guys who i play with uh night hold rating i did do some of that we got seven out of ten in one night we didn't have our one of our main tanks and one of our main healers so that was interesting we just didn't get through as much content as we normally do um you know it was it was still good we got down seven out of ten so happens to the best of us yeah and tons and tons of heroes um just got to play the new brawl today for the new week and have got done the quest with friends to get the 10 loot boxes, which is the week four heroes 2.0 launch. I need uh, to go finish prize. that up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, you know, that's cool. Um, yeah, the meta is, the meta is still very stealthy, heavy. I'm noticing in quick match, lots of stealthies, um, well, that's because everybody wants to be a ninja or a sniper. Plus, mm-hmm. the stealthies are pub stompers, and that's what Quick Match is. They're just pub games, so... Yeah. it's It's been interesting. There's also a lot of, like, D.Va, obviously, because D.Va just came out, and double tank I haven't metas. actually been seeing a lot of D.Va in Europe. Hmm. That's interesting. Usually everybody's on the new heroes as soon as Although they come the out. the D.Vas I have seen are all fucking shit. <laughs> I, you yeah. think everybody yeah. is shit. Okay, but I'm sorry. The the divas that I've seen are running in like crazy people, not put not dropping their damage mitigation shit, and then popping their mech in a stupid spot where no one actually is, and then dying. Even even when well, that, I think they really do need to l- lower the cooldown on the explosion on the mech. Um, oh no, it's fine. I've I've been able to get some really good snipes out of it. I love that. I mm. love the mech. If you yeah. if you if you fly it in from a brush where they can't see you and position it just right, especially if you have a Lucio that can knock them back into it, perfect. Or a Mafurian that can root them, oh, golden. Mm. That's it. I, I hate you so much. Um, me, myself, and uh, the voices in my head have been playing a lot of Hearthstone, as always, because I absolutely fucking love Hearthstone, even though it is the grindiest pay-to-win shit on the planet. Um, I've been doing a little bit of healing on my priest. Um, I haven't played as much WoW as I would like to, um, but that's partially because of my work schedule being really weird. Um, I haven't played enough heroes. I need to go finish week four up. Um, I'm pretty certain I finished week three up, but I'm not certain. I gotta go double check. Um, and I've got some loot boxes to blow through at some point. I think I've got like 25 of them sitting right now. Um, lately, I've been playing a lot of uh, RTSs uh, just to kind of get my fix of doing something and not being committed to anything while I'm at work, uh, while I'm while my work schedule is still this weird. Uh, I'm playing a bunch of Grey Goo. I went back and I've been playing Warcraft 3, Starcraft, Starcraft 2. I'm going back through the campaigns, playing some AI matches. I'm just having a lot of fun. 
Um, also playing a lot of 4X games uh, since Endless Legend 2 just came out. So What's a 4X game? Endless Space, sorry. Uh, 4X is like Civilization. Okay. Uh, that's really about it for me. Um, I heard on the grapevine that we actually had some good listener feedback this week, gentlemen. We did. I am shocked. I love that question. Absolutely shocked. I absolutely love the questions we've got. Um, I love that. that we're, Are we going to talk you know, about the feedback or actually talk about the fucking feedback? Oh my god! Wow, you're such a bitch so today. goddamn harsh. Yeah. Maybe we spent so much time out. talking about stuff that we're going to talk about. I know. Let's talk about the, that. But it's like I have to build the anticipation. Do you know nothing about how recording works? God damn it, Kevin. Uh, God damn it. Um, so, Kevin, I heard uh, LB had a suggestion for us. Yeah, LB was not too impressed with the Heroes of the two, two, Heroes of the Storm 2.0 show that we had last week. So, Ouch. Um, Ouch. You know, he's just not a fan of the Heroes. I don't, you know, I didn't dig into why, but he doesn't like it. Um, he does want us to, he does suggest that we play a game, which I think we will play in a future episode, where we guess music from old WoW zones. I love it. And you're going to be fucked in that situation. You're going to be fucked. Chris and I'm going to be the, all of them. You're gonna I'm be going to be the one administering the WoW zone. <laughs> and then you oh, guys. Right. Okay. Well, then I'm screwed then. So that's fine. You guys uh, have pretty to guess. certain. I'm pretty certain Chris might have a better knowledge of some of the zone music. I have the music on all the time. I don't. For the longest time, I didn't play with music on, and I was just listening to, um, well, God, what was it at the time? I probably just had, like, a playlist of music somewhere on my computer I, that I listened to. I will say Warlords, I will struggle with. But, but Pandaria and all the other expansions, I'm good. I love the music from those Okay, so what I'll so do is I'll pull the song, and I'll create a WAV file for it, and I'll link you guys to the WAV files, and then you'll listen to them at the same time. And then someone has to buzz it. You need like a buzzer or something. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something yeah. out. I, I can probably dig something up through an yeah. overlay or a casting app or a we're doing app this. to do it. Yeah. Okay. It's something we're going to do at some point. Kevin, I also heard that uh, we had a couple of questions from our buddy, Lord Shaper. Yeah. Lord Shaper, whose name is Damien. And he says, thanks, Damien, a.k.a. Lord Shaper. So I'm assuming he's letting us use his name. He suggests, or ha he has two little things here. He says, as someone who hasn't played since uh, Vanilla, because he had some life stuff come up and he wasn't able to play until Ward Lords of Drainer, what is the best way to go back through all of the expansions and get your mount achievements? That is actually a really good question. Um, the vast majority of mounts that you'll get are going to come straight off of your uh faction mounts because i think there's what there's i want to say yeah i want to say there's four for each level at a minimum with the exception of worgen and goblin yeah so it's like um, four eight per race give or take and there's what 12 races 12 races but um or the cheat the, the the did change how the achievement works so it does it, it does work off only the amounts that that character is able to equip. So if you're in a paladin or, or a warlock, you actually get two additional mounts. Uh, so that's nice if you're a paladin or a warlock. What I will say, yes, the fact the the playable faction mounts are great to get. Hundred percent get those. The other ones you're going to want to focus on are things like uh, the meta achievements. Meta achievements. So for um, what a long strange trip it's been. Glory, uh, of, the the glory of the whatever expansion, glory of the raider. Yep. So you've got so many achievements you can go for and do. Majority of them are soloable nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say everything after warlords is yeah. soloable. The firelands raider achievement. There's one achievement in there that requires six people, but other than that, the majority of them are soloable. Wait, uh, you're talking Major about uh, Neil to the flame. Mm -hmm. Major Domo. I thought you yeah. only needed two people for that. You need you need three people on each of the flames to turn them off. I thought off. they changed that. I thought they changed that. We tried it two months ago so that I could get my achievement, and we needed six people to do it. Okay, well, there you go. You can reset it, though. As long as you don't kill Major Domo, you can reset it and do it. The other ones you can go for are reputation mounts. So, like, you've got the Nether Drakes, the Nether Wing, the Nether Rays... 
uh, Kurenai, the Talbucks. You've got the ones up in the Argent Tournament grounds. Those are really fun to get, especially if you like the jesting mechanics. I like the jesting mechanics back in the day. So I do too, and I still go and do it on two separate characters every time I remember to do it. I do it every. I do it at least once or twice a week on my de- my Demon Hunter, so I enjoy it. It's fun. It's um, just that. Just be aware if you didn't play during Wrath, then yeah, you're. It, it's a very it's take very a long grind. Yeah, for it's a long those jousting mounts. But yeah, a lot of them are going to come from reputations. So the one of the best things to do is to look up what reputations you don't have exalted, check to see if they have any amount rewards, and just focus on them. And there's a lot of great guides out there to do it. Um, if you do have the Zygor leveling guide, it has a lot of great options on there to help you get these mount, mount achievements and stuff. So that's another thing you could use as well. Uh, yeah, uh, there's also the only other thing I could possibly suggest uh, is going to be what Chris and I affectionately refer to as our circuits of failure. Circuits of disappointment. Yes. Yep. Uh, you just go around... Uh, raids that you know have dro- drops that from the last boss, so like Ice Crown Citadel, uh, I've Etern- Eternity, uh, the Old War, Tempest and Keep. yeah, Tempest Keep, Old War, um, and oh you just God, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot, uh, there's, there's a whole shitload of them, yeah, Firelands. Pretty much a, most a of the lot. most of the raids have uh, something that drops off the last boss, so you can go in. And kill the boss every week. You can do it on multiple Dragon characters. Soul. Dragon Soul, yep. You can do it on multiple characters and just hope that the bo- hope that the mount drops. What I would suggest for your circuit though is you only focus on one, maybe two raids. Don't do like all six of them in one one week because that will make you want to kill yourself. So just um, do what I do. I focus one to two raids every time, and once it drops, add another raid. I am stubborn enough that if I remember to do it for the week, I will do every single one of them on every single character in a single day. I'm crazy like that, though. My current circuit is Tempest Keep and Ice Crown Citadel for the uh, Ashes of Alar and Invincible. Those are I I typically work my way up from vanilla. But I'm done with vanilla raids because I have my Onyxium out, so. I got the Onyxium out. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I, I was really shocked when I got that. I was I was over the moon. I almost like stopped for a second. I, <gasps> deep breath. Um, he does have a second question though. Oh, um, okay, yeah. let's go ahead. Second question is: What do you do when you stop liking a character that you're playing? Um, hmm. that's that's a thinker. Um, well, what I, I have, do? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, no, you you only go. Um, I've had that issue before, um, and that's what drove me to playing my paladin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's really what you do. I mean, if you if the you don't like playing the character, just go to something else. Eventually, the love will come back. And I mean, I'm playing my priest again, like seriously, kind of actually healing and trying to learn how to play him again for the first time in like three expansions. So. Yeah, and the exact same. What I do is I jump to another character, typically one that's got access to the same role I was previously doing. So, like, if I'm... When I was my priest, I swapped to my paladin briefly as a tank, but I still had access to my holy spec so that I could heal if I wanted to. Um, But, yeah, just jump to another tune, play it for a bit. The the joy will come back. I mean, a perfect example. I've been... I've, been playing my demon hunter since the launch of the expansion i haven't played my hunter as a main since the end of wrath of the lich king and i've been i swapped to my hunter the end the start of this week and it's night and day from what it used to be it is a completely different game it is so fun again just playing something that i haven't played in so long okay i can that's I think we've both yeah. given very firm answers. Kevin, do you have a thought to bring in on this? I have two alts. I have a monk and I have a druid. And I've, I forgot you had the monk. I haven't played them in a very long time. I got them to level 100 when the pre-Legion event came out so I could have the option to play them and I haven't touched them. 
But that's an, that's that's another way you can do it. If you if you are a one class hero, which isn't a bad thing, as long as you know that class, it's not a bad thing. And if it's a class you enjoy, perfect way to play the game. One of my raiders is I've I've only ever known him to be a feral or a bear druid, but he knows the specs and he does what he needs to do and he and he loves it. So it's not about as long as you're having fun, then your fifteen dollars is worth it. Damn straight. Uh, Mr. Chris or Kevin, any more interactions this week? We have a Twitter interaction. It's in regards to our Heroes of the Storm episode last week. Um, okay. So, at Integrate AI did mention that we did forget two important things, and I do kind of agree with them. We did forget to mention mm-hmm. these. Uh, the, I, first I being, the first being XP Soak, and the second being getting kills before a map objective uh, activates. Now, these so are two very important things. Very important things we did gloss over, so you know we'll go over that real, real quick. So, as we didn't mention in the show, XP is actually shared amongst the whole team. Yes. So, your level is shared by every other person on your team. So, the most important thing you can do during the early stages of a game, what in other games would be considered the laning stage, would be making sure that all th- all three or all two or however many lanes that particular map has has a character actively near soaking minions. The yeah yeah so that could be something as simple as you know just doing a 2 1 2 split on a three lane map or having or, a viking in every lane <laughs> or in a, in a more advanced state having a viking in every lane yes so that's actually a really important thing, and you'll hear people complaining about soak if you know you're just roaming map objectives. If your whole team is just roaming map objectives, you'll hear, "Oh, nobody's soaking, nobody's soaking." So that is actually a really good point to bring up. It right is there. also po- it is also important to remember that if you are playing and there is a stealth throw on your team, they're not going to be soaking. They're going to be roaming and getting kills because that is their job. If they know what they're doing. If they know what they're doing, that is what they will be doing because that is their job. So and if you are new to the game and you see a stealth are doing that and they're not soaking, don't shout with them because they're doing their job. Yep. Um, and then the other point that uh, AI brings up is uh, getting kills before a map objective. So on your maps that have major objectives that pop at certain times, like... Um, Cursed Hollow, Hollow um, um, Battlefield of oh, Eternity, Battlefield of Eternity, uh, Infernal Shrines, Dragon Hanamura. Shrine, yeah, Hanamura. Um, oh god, I can't remember what the other one I was thinking of. But on maps like that, if you know the timings or you have a pretty good idea of when the timing is going to happen, it's always important to press a team fight before that kind of before that objective comes up, yep. or in certain tempo situations, like your team is 100 XP off from hitting level 10, or another major breakpoint, like you, like people are getting their level 13, their level 16, 10, 16 their level 20. Or 20. Those are their big yeah. talents. Yeah, those are typically the big talents on most characters. So those are the kind of points where you want to push the tempo of the game into a team fight situation. That's when you all clump together and move as a group. That's when you kill some bitches. Damn straight. Um, so that was actually a really good point, and I do appreciate you bringing that up because yeah. I completely spaced on it last Same. week. I'm a fucking idiot. So, thank you for uh, pointing that out to us. Thank you for talking to us, guys. We do appreciate that. I just want to be loved and paid attention to. God damn it! Yeah. Um, so news this week, uh, since we're already 25 minutes into the show, um, we've got a couple of little highlights for the news. Uh, Serenity, uh, major raiding guild, uh, an offshot of Method, uh, has actually called it quits from the, uh, coordinated raiding scene, which is really another huge loss to world first rating. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to go too deep into it, but, uh, it's, it's really just a loss. Uh, Method picked up some of their members, uh, They've rolled back into the fold, apparently. So there you go. Um, um, I will say I do like I do like changes to guilds in the world first race, though, because it does allow for some new blood to come up and kind of shine. I just don't feel like the world first race has been it as populated been for in a very past, long time as it has. Yeah, so that it kind of sucks, but ah, uh, c'est la vie. So it's just the nature of the game. It kind of speaks to the health of the game and health of the rating environment. So, um, 
as you all may well know at this point, that the death of Chromie scenario, which is the Chromie scenario, Chromie centric scenario we talked about a couple of episodes ago, is up for testing on the PTR. I don't know how long it'll be up for testing, but it is currently up, as far as I know. If it's still up, um, we need to go do it because I'm really looking forward to that one. We really should. Um, we've also learned that Christy Golden, who is a author who has done quite a few books for the World of Warcraft universe, she's also done some Star War, uh, Star Trek, and I think Starcraft. So, Christy Golden books. We've got the the Shattering, Tides of War, uh, Thrall, Twilight of the Aspects, War Crimes, Arthas. Those are just to name a few. Christy Golden is my favorite Warcraft author, hands down. She is. God's gift to this planet for writing. She is amazing. And she is, but regrettably, she's actually a very divisive figure in the community. Um, a lot of people don't like her writing and think that she kind of just goes off the rails and does whatever the hell she wants. Um, about that's thing. author prerogative, you know? I really don't care. Uh, but we don't know what position she's taken, but it's very likely it's going to be in a writer in a writing position relating to very likely to further scenarios within the game uh, or possibly into full expansion lead writer. I hope they give her complete creative control over Sylvanas because War Crimes, the Sylvanas story arc was absolutely stunning. It really was. So uh, the last little bit of news we've got for WoW is that the Legendary Rings have been further data mined. Uh, so we will be getting a set of Legendary Rings at some point uh, down the line. Uh, the best way that I can describe them is exactly what I described inside of our show notes, which is Hellfire Amulet, the WoW item. Um, so if you played <laughs> D3, if you played Diablo 3, which coincidentally enough is a little bit of what we're actually going to be talking about today, uh, there is an item in Diablo 3. Uh, it is called the Hellfire Amulet, and it randomly rolls whenever you craft one. It randomly rolls with a passive ability from the character that it is crafted by. So you can roll, if you're playing a Demon Hunter, you can roll a Demon Hunter passive, and you get that one for free. Very similar uh, from what we've seen so far. Of course, this is early in the dev cycle for it, so we might this might not stay put, um, but... It basically activates uh, a talent of some manner or a ability of yours. Yeah. Um, the the one, the one that I saw was, oh god, I don't even remember. But uh, there was a, there's there, basically one purse back. There's a Death Knight one for Frosty case that's obviously subject to change. But my one of one of my girlies who plays as Frosty K got very very excited about it because it's one of his main talents that he can now swap out to be one of the other powerful talents on that tier. He's very happy. And we've also seen some other legendary items uh, in there. Also some, some spec-specific stuff. I don't know if this is all rolling together or what, uh, but uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting. I know that uh, one of the holy ones is uh, every when you use uh, Holy Shock, you have a chance to proc Avenging Wrath until cancelled. Yeah. But of course, the, until cancelled might just be... Uh, the placeholder. I'm very likely going to be a placeholder. It'll probably proc it for a certain period of time or just a activate lot of the, the ability. A lot of these probably have placeholder stuff on them because as PTR, everything is tentative and subject to change. So just bear that in mind, guys, when you're looking at the PTR notes. I know one of the Holy Priest ones, which actually might interest Kevin, was that uh, I think it was every time you use a Holy Word spell, it has a chance to proc Apotheosis. I, yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, well, it, it has every time you use a holy word, I believe it was, or a flash heal or something, it has a chance to proc apotheosis for you. And if I remember correctly, apotheosis is the one that increases the benefit of serendipity while it's active. Okay. So it's it's really interesting. It's really nice. I'm really super excited to see how these develop further. Um Diablo 3 news, we still have no ETA on the Necromancer. Uh, a lot of scuttlebutt is that it's going to come around the time of Season 11 rolling through, which is going to make sense. It makes sense if they do it that way. Um, you're also going to get Challenge Rifts uh, in 2.6. I believe it's 2.6. I can't I think it is. Um, but that's going to be a scaled version of a greater rift that uh, you have to complete within a time frame. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, the rift is going to be identical for everybody who does it. So it's going to be basically a new form of leaderboard. Um, can't wait to see how that goes. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, Chris, do you want to cover the uh, HOTS news? Yeah. 
Uh, Diva went live this week on Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively, for US and Europe. Um, so if you're interested in trying her out, she's available currently for 1,500 gold. Uh, nope, 15, not 1,500. 15,000 gold. 15,000 gold and 750 gems, which is the real money currency. Um, so she's the very disruptive tank, just like she has an Overwatch. So if you're looking... So that's something like the equivalent of like 8 bucks US, give or take? Something like that, yeah. It's like seven, eight bucks US because I think it's five hundred gold, five five bucks for five hundred gold or something like that. Five hundred gems, something like that, yeah. So, um, but yeah, she's very disruptive and a very kind of screw over the enemy team kind of tank. So, so she's perfect in a dive comp. Perfect in a dive comp, completely perfect in a dive comp, especially have if you have a lot of crowd control for her uh, E, which is her self destruct. Um. The Nexus Challenge 2.0 is on week four. So if you have been, if you have kept up with your uh, five games every week, you should have five more games to do to get nine regular loot boxes and one rare loot box in Heroes of the Storm, as well as ten loot boxes in Overwatch. So uh, play five games uh, that are not AI, so you can play everything but AI, Brawl, and Custom, and you'll have access to the loot boxes. So make sure you play them with a friend, guys. Um, and just a friendly reminder, as far as I know, the event is going to be ending on the 22nd, which is this coming Tuesday. Yep. Uh, Wednesday so, for uh, Europe. Wednesday for Europe. So uh, get your games in now, folks. And uh, Mr. Kevin, did you want to go over the Blizzard news? Blizzard news is that Destiny 2 will be coming to the Battle.net launcher. So alongside the Blizzard games that you've come to love and enjoy will be Destiny 2, which is an Activision, um, an Activision game. Yeah, Activision published published by Activision, but it's designed by Bungie. Which, as we all well know, is the develop original developers of the Halo series, and, uh, and they're also others. the parent company of Blizzard Entertainment, which is why it's happening. Well, it's Activision Blizzard. It's a it's yeah, a combined they're, company. They're not a parent company. Yeah. Okay. Their parent company is Vivendi. Yes. But uh, Activision Blizzard is the parent company of both Activision and Blizzard. Yep. That's pedant that's, that's it's semantics, okay? It's it's really mm-hmm. just a pedantic argument because I felt like making a pedantic argument. But that's big news. That's really yeah. big news. First mm-hmm. time a non Blizzard game is gonna show up in the launcher, so See what happens. And the best, the, the best part about it is that Destiny Two, because it's being integrated right into the Battle Battle.net platform, is that it's going to have cross-game co- uh, connectability with all the other Blizzard IPs. So if you're in World of Warcraft and your friends playing Destiny Two, you can still chat to each other. It's awesome. And for those of you undermine goblins or gold hoarders, such as yep. myself, you will be able to actually use Battle.net ballots to purchase. Destiny 2. So those of you who play the auction house really heavily and buy tokens, uh, you will be able to convert that into Battle.net Balance and use that to purchase Destiny 2. So You can get a game for free. Uh, well, I mean, free depending on what your value of your time is. Yeah. Um, Accurate. So that's really, really a big, it's a really big deal. Um, I'm Chris, you and I talked about this a little bit. We're pretty certain this is them testing the waters. Well, it's not pretty certain that they're te- they're testing the waters, but it would be very, would be very strange to not take advantage of the fact that they have this global platform that is linking so many games together, linking so many communities together, that they could easily throw Call of Duty onto this. They could easily throw any of the Activision games onto this, any of the Bungie games onto this. My supposition is that. At some point in the future, they're going to try to push Battle.net as a, not a competing platform, but as a, just, just a home platform, sort of like yeah, how yeah. Origin originated as a, uh, like a base of operations sp- for the company. Yeah, there, there's yeah. no way they don't want this to be the steam of Blizzard. This, they're trying to make it Steam, for sure. They can't compete with Steam, no, yeah, but they what they compete. can definitely do is they can definitely create a unified brand image for yeah. Activision Blizzard. Which, which for is, sure, this I has guarantee all you, the is what they're doing in the future. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is very 
good for people who play Call of Duty but still love the World of Warcraft. It, be able to merge everything together would be a very good point well, here. The the way that I'm looking at it is there's no way that you make a billion dollars in a year and then not try to ride that gravy train. That's a valid. Well, I'm, I'm not, now remember <laughs> it was a billion dollars in a year for a single game. Right. Yeah. And they're trying to piggyback off of that and get the players who are playing this one to play that one because it's also a first-person shooter. And if they, well, you know, Destiny, Destiny has a very established user base and already. Destiny is not first-person. It's it's it's, it's a more third. Yeah, That's it's more third. of a third-person. But he's just going to keep saying gravy. Train, so we may as well move on to the main. Did topic. you see any third person in the the screenshots or the videos that they showed? It was like mostly first-person. I have no idea because I actually didn't really play Destiny. I didn't have a I remember, PS. No, whatever. I'm, me- I'm mixing Defiance and Destiny. Defiance is third person. Destiny is first person. I fucked okay. that up. Here's a highly you popular were- first person game that just made a billion dollars. Let's try to ride the coattails. I don't sure. think that's the case. I, I don't, don't think, think that's, that's the case. case. I really don't. I think this is something that that Kotick and Morheim have talked about at some point in the past or the yeah. respective shareholders for Activision Blizzard or for Vivendi Universal. I think this is I don't even know, didn't they spin off of Vivendi? Uh, completely? I, think I don't know. That's 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 completely beside the point. We'll look it up later. This you- this is something that I'm pretty certain this is something Kotick and Morheim have talked about at some point as unifying the brand and possibly hopefully trying to take some of the heat off of Activision, because let's be honest, Activision is still considered a reviled figure within the industry, and Blizzard is still considered a beloved figure within the industry. So this, yes. I, my guess is it's them trying to merge the corporate branding better. If yeah. you believe me, hashtag gravy train on Twitter. I fucking done with you all right we're gonna go and talk about our main topic now since we're already 36 minutes into the show because i love checking my stopwatch every so often uh we're gonna talk about our diablo 3 beloved beloved game much hated by a large very vocal portion of the community um it is a arpg uh it is part of a genre means action rpg it is part of a genre it helped define originally with the original Diablo 3. Oh, Diablo. Sorry, Diablo 3. The original Diablo oh so very long ago. I'll be in fact, I'll be honest with you, I forgot to do my research on release dates, so I don't even remember. Came but out, I do remember Diablo 3 came out in 2012. I think Diablo 1 came I, out in 1996 or 97. I want to say it was 96 or 97. Um, all I remember specifically was that at, to play Diablo with my friends, I had to direct dial them uh through the client yep uh because battle.net as it as it came as we know it did not exist at the time yeah battle.net didn't get introduced till diablo 2 it was a premiere thing that came with diablo 2 yep um so i remember very distinctly playing with some of my friends on diablo way back when um the very fond memories for me um diablo 3 we waited 10 years for Diablo 3 to come out. Uh, yeah. Between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, we had a 10-year gap. Um, it was one of, one of, if not the most hyped game of the early 2010s. Um, it was just a big, huge event. I remember them putting a huge... There was a huge splash screen that was on the Battle.net website... And it was this weird crystal thing that, you know, you slowly chipped through it as the weeks went by. It was like this three or four week thing. Um, and you saw this, this image, these eyes and everyone was like, Oh my God, it's gotta be Starcraft. It's gotta be something new about Starcraft or something. And it turned out to be Diablo three. Um, and that was just, it was just this huge goddamn deal. And then we had the issues at launch. Um, as the beta went on and people discovered, um, uh, and people discovered that we had things going on, like always online and the fact that it was much more of a gear treadmill, um, and the design shifts, 
the design shift is still considered incredibly controversial to this day. I mean, do either of you two have sort of like any memories of playing Diablo 1 or Diablo 2? Puns. I am embarrassed to say that Diablo 3 was my first Diablo. You can go fuck yourself. Kevin, you were saying... I played tons and tons and tons of Diablo 1 and Diablo 2. I had a group of friends from... I don't even know how the hell I fell into this group. There was one dude that I knew in person... And he was friends with a bunch of people online. And these people played Diablo like freaking crazy. Like there, there was a dude that I used to play with Mick and he had a, he had a mule for like almost everything in the game on Diablo one. So he would just have an alt character with a bank full of gear that he would just drop for that one particular character. So I like needed an amulet one day. So he gets on a character called amulet mule and like just starts dropping them onto the ground in town. He's like, any of these I was like, all right, cool. This like that's that's that how much these people played. I mean, it was crazy and which that's that like- crazy to me because Diablo 1 it didn't feel like I didn't feel like I had as much chance to replay the game in multiplayer as I did say like Diablo 2 or Diablo 3. And we played so much it didn't even matter. Like, I would like uh, to point out I was mm-hmm. 2 when Diablo 2 came out. We're old, Kevin. I know. So I, that's the reason I didn't play it. I was two. So Diablo 3 really did represent a fundamental shift in a lot of the design elements and a lot of the game play elements of the Diablo franchise up to that point. Um, the always online, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the fact that it was a very much a pure gear treadmill, uh, which plays into the auction houses, which we'll discuss in just a second. Um, whereas Diablo 2 was a lot more of a methodical kind of game. You moved a little slower unless you were a teleport wizard. Um, it was Which is very exactly much what on, I was. I fucking hate you. You were yeah, let me guess. You were teleport charge bolt. No, I was teleport Nova. Oh god, I hate you. Teleport um, blow was, things up. Teleport blow things up. I it was focused. It, uh, it was focused on the talent trees and the synergy along uh, and the synergies that were associated with it, along with farming very specific drops that came from very specific areas. Versus the original Diablo, which was very much just a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon crawl. Uh, I felt like it didn't have a whole lot of replayability in online, but a lot of people felt like it did. Um, the launch Diablo didn't have a lot of replayability. Uh, launch Diablo, Diablo 3. Sorry. Um, honestly, launch Diablo 1, Diablo 2, and Diablo 3 did not have a whole lot of replayability. Diablo 2, people look at it with rose-tinted glasses these days, but just like if you vanilla. play... Just like Vanilla WoW, if you played Diablo 2 at launch, it was shit. And you go and you watch any streamer that, or you listen to any podcast of people who played Diablo at Diablo 2 at that period of time, and they will tell you that it was horseshit at the very beginning. It took quite, it took a couple of major patches for them to get Diablo 2 to a state that people remember now. Um... And which is why uh, I think that all these stupid discussions about how bad it was at launch are f- completely fucking bullshit. Because if you pick up the game and play today, the game works perfectly. And there's no reason to dwell on shit that didn't work for probably about a month for pe- for yeah, early adopters. No, no. The, the difference is that the Diablo 3 launch, it was a, a year, almost two years before they actually fixed a lot of the problems. That's where the difference comes in. Yeah, because I mean... I'll be honest, the, the the launch of D3 was is by far the worst Blizzard launch I have ever played, and I played... Warlords I was of on, I, No, I was <laughs> online waiting to play Burning Crusade when it came out. I think Warlords was worse than Burning Crusade. I've, I don't even know. I honestly did not pause. The problem them. is, is that I've terrible. heard so many podcasts dwell on this stupid fact. I've heard hours of content with people complaining about the launch event. I played during the launch event. I don't even remember the fucking thing. Like I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember losing because, a hardcore character. Yeah, I remember. I remember losing a hardcore character just because disconnect. And it, I, I don't play hardcore. Well, if you knew that there's server problems, you shouldn't have fucking played hardcore. But the but, problem was, is that that's what I wanted to play. Exactly. You're essentially wow. telling us, don't play what you want to play. If there's a bunch, like, Which if you have a lightning storm outside, podcast. if you, like, this is the thing with hardcore. If there's a lightning storm going on outside, you just don't fucking play your hardcore character. Because guess what? Your power might go out. Like, it's common sense, people. But the other problem is that there was issues with rubber banding for eight months after the game came out. 
I was still rubber banding on my whirlwind barb well into the first year of the game. It's not something that was like for the first month, two months. It was over a year that these problems existed. I still have Uh, rubber banding uh, issues to this day, but it's only on specific characters. And I'm not knocking Diablo 3. I fucking love the game. It's fantastic. I love it. It's great. You got to understand, I've played so many ARPGs. I played Torchlight. I played Torchlight 2. I've played all the Borderlands. I love loot and scoot i love to loot and scoot okay but if you here's the thing if you forget if you forget about these kind of launches and you forgive these kind of launches then they'll just happen again if you continue no to- i'm pretty sure they fired everyone who was involved with that because the guy who ran the freaking game is gone like he jay wilson didn't leave for over a year he was not replaced by what was it what's his name when what did the problem start Josh to get Moschiata? better Probably no, after they, he fixed them. No, actually, he Jay actually Wilson fixed was the all, one that fixed a lot of the problems. Jay Wilson actually fixed a lot of the problems. The, the, he was the one that instituted the removal of the, of the auction houses. He was the one who got the server infrastructure working again. Well, him and his team got the server structure working again. It's like he, he set into motion most of the changes that we take for granted as having corrected and fixed D3. All right. Josh Mosquieta. I believe that's the man's name. I couldn't even I tell you if it's pronounced is. correct. Uh, I, I know his name, look what it looks like. I just couldn't pronounce it to save my life. But Josh Mosquieta and the rest of the team that came in after Jay Wilson left did a really great job of continuing on the work that he did. Jay Wilson gets a lot of heat because, yes, he defended the Real Money Auction House. He defended the Auction House. He defended the descent of the game into a gear treadmill, the series into a gear treadmill. But at the same time, he did help spearhead a lot of the changes that we see in the game that have made it what we see today. The problem that I have with these discussions about Diablo is because I played the game a lot. I've sunk hundreds of hours in to get, you know, hundreds of Paragon levels and shit. And every single time I hear someone talking about Diablo, it's nonsense about launch, nonsense about launch. And I think what we should be doing is encouraging people to jump into the game and actually play the game because it is really cool right now. It is really cool. Yes, but we're doing a retrospective. We're talking about the history of Diablo. That's the whole fucking point of a retrospective. We're Who fucking cares shit about the, the retrospective? No one fucking cares about the retrospective. <laughs> Long story short, if you want, you're talking if with you want a retrospective, this is, this is real like talk right five. now. Real talk. If you want a retrospective, go to BlizzCon, talk to Wyatt. I'm sure he'll give you a talk about Diablo's history. Sure of it. Long story short, these are three people you're listening to right now that absolutely love the game. I love Diablo 3. I still am very proud of the fact that I have a Diablo kill on Inferno achievement. All right. I killed Diablo on Inferno in both co-op and in, sto- and in solo. I have both of those achievements. I'm super proud of them. I played during that era of the game. I played from launch. I'm still playing to this day. I love the game. That doesn't excuse the fact that it had its functional issues. But at the same time, I still loved it and I still played it. There's a lot of people that are like that. Yeah, I love the game. I will always encourage people to play the game. It doesn't change the past. Exactly. Who cares? This is the thing. You guys go on and on about old fucking expansions and old fucking content that you can't do anymore. Because we're doing a fucking retrospective! Who cares? Who cares? Boys, take a nice deep breath. Let's think of calm blue oceans at the moment. We don't have to waste 20 minutes going into a retrospective with shit that people can't do. Who cares? We Jump in. Play the game. Let's tell people how to play the game. Let's talk. Let's gonna talk. Let's talk about the game. All right. So Diablo three one oh one. So Diablo three is kind of a little hard to get into at this point, but it's still well worth your time to jump into. Um, it's just a fantastic ARPG. It's a good game. Uh, all the stuff since ROS, uh, Reaper of Souls, which was the expansion that, uh, what was it, a, two years ago? A year ago? Uh, just absolutely fantastic stuff. At least. It, it was at least a year ago, yeah. Um, it's a little bit clunkier to get into these days because it has been so long since we've seen a huge major impact to the game. 
but we're actually going to see that pretty soon with the 2.6 Challenge Rifts and the Necromancer pack that are going to be incoming, which is going to introduce the first play new playable class for the game. Uh, uh, well, second, sorry, second playable class, first DLC class. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. I'm super thrilled. I'm super excited to see where it's going with that. Um, so right now, if you wanted to get in, I would suggest that you get in and you play Seasons, because that puts everybody on an equal playing field. Would you uh, agree yeah, with that, Mr. Kevin? Totally agree with that. All right. Um, the season system is, oh, God, I think we're on season 10 right now. Uh, not quite certain season 11 is going to drop, but uh, we're probably going to get the announcement for season 10 ending pretty soon. Um, I'm fairly certain, like I mentioned earlier, that we'll see season 11 probably coming in sometime around, uh, I would say, July, um, maybe mid-June. And we'll see probably either a full announcement for the Necromancer pack or some more. We'll actually see the Necromancer pack at that point. Uh, but if you're looking to just start in seasons, uh, just start a new character in adventure mode. The first thing you do is you strip the weapons from your follower because your starting weapon is horseshit and your follower's weapon is actually better than yours is. <laughs> um, you're going to open up your adventure map and you're going to go see if you can find Magda, uh, the, Bounties to go kill Magna, Zoltan Cool, Magda, Zoltan Cool, or the Skeleton King uh, on Master Difficulty. You can also do the Butcher. The Butcher is also an applicable one. I believe you want to do it on Master Difficulty. Uh, you go, you run a straight line right to the boss. Just ignore everything you pass and kill the boss. Uh, I think you might do this on Expert, not Master, but I can't remember. It's been a while since I leveled up a seasonal character. I do mine usually the first day, and then I just kind of easy my way through it the rest of the way. Um, at that point, you go do bounties. Uh, I would suggest doing one whole axe worth of bounties, maybe on, like, expert or master, uh, just to get the achievement for your seasonal journey. Uh, Kevin, do you have any sort of, like, differences that you go through at this point? Do you do anything differently? I mean, I typically just start off going with a bunch of bounties, at the beginning, like we're talking about power leveling to 70 and getting up to speed with where other people are at. If it's your mm -hmm. first time playing the game, just play through the fucking game, you know, go play the campaign mode. Yeah. yeah. Play campaign mode, go through the story. It's actually really cool. There's a lot of great voice acting. Um, here are all the Deckard Kane stuff and the follow up to Diablo two. If you played that previously and you know, it's really fun just to kind of go through it, but yeah, most people are going to be, you know, doing what we're saying now, which is grinding up to 70 and kind of getting on par with where everyone else is. And I mean, if that's what you're trying to, if you're, if you're just looking to go to 70 as fast as possible, if you don't care about campaign mode, you don't care about anything else, go join one of the seasonal power leveling channels. Cause there are chat channels that you can join and groups you can join that are dedicated to just power leveling people up to 70. If that's your ultimate goal and you want to just get to 70 and start experiencing the end game, Join one of the channels, have somebody power level you, see if you can find a gear share, see if somebody will drop you some gear or something like that. Um, if you want to do it yourself and you're stubborn like me, just uh, do rifts until level 70, essentially. Uh, from that point, you want to start working on your seasonal journey. There's a little leaf icon in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. You click that, and that brings up your seasonal journey. There's four primary steps, and then there's five or six steps afterwards that are optional. Um... The second, third, and fourth, I think, or it's the first, third, and fourth, something like that, uh, of the initial four steps will give you what's called a Hadrig's Gift. Uh, it contains between two and three pieces of the seasonal set for that class that you've rolled. Uh, the seasonal sets, the sets are all pretty much kind of equal there are better classes or more desirable classes but the set that they give you will typically allow you once you complete the full set to get up to like greater rift 60 70 give or take uh or higher depending on if your class is really good for that season or not um and yeah just follow your seasonal journey you can there are calculators out there uh there's websites out there that help you calculate what you need to do for your seasonal journey what steps you still need to take and i'll link one of those inside of the show description or the show notes that we're going to throw up this today um just yeah just grind rifts and greater rifts after that point um 
I mean, if you want to shoot like I do, I play seasons mostly to grab uh, my stash slot and maybe just to have some fun. Uh, I don't play it really seriously. I don't grind for Paragon levels. I don't do any of that stuff. Uh, really hardcore. I just get what I need and get my stash slot and then go back to playing my regular character. Um, honestly, right now, the game is a little one-dimensional in its endgame. Uh, when challenge rifts go live, it's going to be a different situation. Uh, Necro going live is going to be a huge deal. We're going to see... We're probably going to see a nice little bump in active players when Necro goes live, uh, even though it is a paid DLC. Uh, Kevin, do you have any sort of other, like different suggestions or anything? Um, I was just kind of thinking about the set system, but yeah, I agree with you that you really have to go for the set to, you know, do anything in Diablo. I think the game is really geared on getting one of the sets because, you know, I, I haven't seen any builds or heard of any, you know, end end game content without getting a set so now or focusing on a specific thing like the legacy of nightmares kind of deal right so now they you know give you the ability to get a set through your seasonal seasonal journey and everyone should do that and then figure out what you want to do from there i mean there's other there's other sets that you can go for other sets that you can get um and a lot of the you know the sets and the builds are you know freely available on the internet or by looking at the leaderboard and seeing what people are actually getting at the higher level uh, greater rifts um, and kind of going for one of those or shooting for one of those to start with and then kind of tweaking from there. Yeah, I mean, that's really about it. I mean, honestly, there are cookie cutter builds out there. Uh, there is the best build for each class, uh, depending on what kind of what kind, what, how you're playing the class, basically. Uh, if you're playing a ZDPS, which is a support, or you're playing a DPS, or something like that, there's going to be a best build. Uh, regrettably, there's not a whole lot of room for experimentation. If you're trying to push, like, really to the end game, there's not a whole lot of room for experimentation. You can still experiment, try to find something that's interesting and fun. Uh, if you don't care about going to the end-to-end -end game, you know, pushing, you know, uh, high, high, high greater rifts, you know, you can definitely play whatever the hell you want and have fun with it. Um, I know I don't have fun pushing high, very high greater rifts. I've only gone up to like 95, 90, 95, something like that. Um, I don't really have a desire to do the, uh, fishing and go nuts like that, like some other people do. And so, that's one of the I reasons mean, yeah. that kind of discouraged me from playing, or I kind of got sick of it because they really push you into getting a set. And I think that it just limits the amount of create creativity that you can have with your gear. I mean, one of the things that I used to like doing a lot was trying to find different builds that people aren't using or try to do my own thing or try to, you know, get different combinations of stuff like, you know, trying to do a stun build with a wizard or something like that. And, you know, you, you kind of see these synergies and you make connections between things and you keep things in your stash to kind of experiment and try different set of gear later and i just think that it's more it's limited that by forcing you into getting one of the sets to really be competitive now and that, that's that's actually a major design issue that people have had a lot of problems with from the beginning from the beta um was that the focus was so heavily skewed towards sets and the fact that it really the sets at least once 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 they changed how the AH worked, uh, once they removed the AH and, you know, doubled down on the gear treadmill, uh, the fact that most progression you're going to make is going to be linear. Uh, there's not a, you'll, you'll experience several like really significant power spikes, uh, but you don't really experience a gradual increase. It's very much a spiky increase that you're going to see. Um, I'm not a fan of that personally. I'm really not. I, I don't think that they, I don't think that they did a good job on how this whole thing is working. Um, and that, that shows in the fact that D3, you know, is, is one of the lesser popular Blizzard titles. Um, it's not a dead game by any means, but it's just not as popular as some of the other games. Yes, it is a nostalgia bullshit rant. <laughs> That's but what you I'm really can't talk about, about Diablo three. Ah, <laughs> uh, you really can't talk about Diablo three without talking about some of the things we've talked about today. Yeah, uh, and just you know, 
at this point, for people listening at home, Chris has literally logged out of the show and is not coming back for this particular uh, episode. Um, and this was one of the reasons that I wanted to create the podcast in the first place was that I am sick and tired of listening to people who have played these games for 10 or 20 or 30 or whatever the fuck, however many years it is, and going on and on about shit from the past and shit you can't do anymore. And I wanted something where people could really get in, hop in and start playing a game and have fun and like do what is available today. And, you know, how many hours of my life have been wasted for, you know, something that's happened in, uh, you know, vanilla wow, or, you know, a launch event in Diablo that happened six years ago, or like, I don't, you know, that that's not what people are jumping in and playing games for. You know, I think some of the history stuff and the history lesson is good, but you know, in general, I don't like history and that's, uh, that's not how you can spend your time in game today. So I think it's fun. I think it's, you know, I've learned something by listening to Chris, you and, and the other Chris. Um, but how much is that important or fun or interesting to people who are just getting into the game now? Well, you know, we only talked about that for about 15 minutes. So, I mean, I feel like there was kind of an overreaction on both sides. I, I'm kind of we'll sitting on this back. fence here. I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> sitting on this fence here, um, but at the same time, I do understand that you know uh, sometimes a lot of podcasters and a lot of people do get so caught up on their own personal experiences in the past that uh, it kind of clouds uh, the discussion. But at the same time, I like that kind of thing. That's me, though. Everybody, everybody, you know, different strokes, different folks. Everybody reads through things and wants to hear things in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I feel like that's just, you know, you have to find where your happy medium is. Yep. Yep. Uh, The other other thing that I wanted to mention for Diablo 3 in particular, if you guys like Diablo 3 and you want to hear more about that, don't listen to us. Listen to Cool Story Bro. Um, that's a podcast that exists out in the world and you can find them at uh, KSB podcast and two really cool guys um, that talk about Diablo and have a lot more information that we do on the matter. So check that out. This is supposed to be a lighthearted episode. Now, 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 now the parent, now my parents are screaming at each other and I'm hiding underneath the floorboards at the moment uh, (laughs) for fear of all the dishes flying um, so now I'm get to go play mediator and try to make everybody love each other again. Uh, so Kevin, don't do that. And, uh, don't yell at each other anymore. There you go. Don't, don't, don't do that. Um, your don't do that obviously was nostalgia bullshit rants. Yeah. Um, so do you, Kevin, Mr. Kevin, final thoughts. Final thoughts are get out and play some blizzard games no matter what games they are, you know, this is kind of a lull in the world of Warcraft season, so to speak, because we're, we're rounding out the end of the night hold raid tier and people are kind of sick. of Well, I'm kind of sick of it myself. I mean, I'm trying to find some do in game, trying to find some stuff to do in the, or in world of Warcraft just to kind of stay up to speed and stay on par with where other people are at in terms of artifact knowledge. But, you know, play some other games, try some other things. You know, you might find that you like, heroes or diablo or one of the other things that we've talked about on the show yep definitely definitely a a a good uh good message to go out on there um i'll double back on that uh find the game that you love uh find whatever makes you happy in video games and do it um just you know be decent be righteous you know dude just be righteous dude um on that note, we're going to go ahead and call the show today. That is going to be it. You can talk to us during the week, uh, to talk to us during the week, I should say. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with a K. Uh, Mr. Chris is at Akari 
underscore mag and i am at gavril with two eyes underscore et uh, if you'd like to find us in game there on the dollar in server you can join the chat channel actc you can email the show at azeroth at gmail.com you can even visit our website www.azerothctc.com shoot us a review on soundcloud stitcher itunes whatever it is we love feedback feedback is always fantastic though i suspect most of our feedback this week is when is mommy coming back um <laughs> All right, folks, that is going to be it for us. Say goodbye, Mr. Kevin. Take it easy.